The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the third chapter. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. I want to say something about the hymn of the day uh, today also, the hymn we're going to sing after the the sermon. Um, This is O Morning Star, and people look at it and they say, Oh, it has six verses. It's so long. Well, it is long. But uh, O Morning Star is associated with, with Epiphany because it's about the light of Christ uh, dawning. But the other important reason for us to sing it now is that this hymn was written as a pandemic was ending. Uh, Philip Nikolai wrote this and also Wake Awake for Night is Flying as the plague was afflicting his community and it was as fewer people were starting to die that he wrote these two hymns. And so it has a, it, it's a, a hymn that's appropriate for us to sing at, at, in Epiphany and also in our current situation. And since this is the festival of the baptism of our Lord, I'm going to start the sermon in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I hear it all the time, and I have my whole ministry when I visit older people. I'm glad I'm not raising children in this world. And if that's all they say, I just let it go and take it as an expression of respect for today's parents. But if they go on and say, it's much more difficult than it used to be. I disagree with them and say something like, it's not more difficult, it's just different. The same skills are required of parents now as in the past. Parenting is a vocation, a calling from God that requires us to be better than we really are, to become what God calls us to be which is more than we think is possible. And in that way, it's an illustration of our baptismal calling. Jesus' vocation as the uh, beloved Son of God was given in his baptism. Luke tells us that when all the people were baptized and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. That we are celebrating a baptism, the baptism of Jesus today, makes this the second best day in the church year for a baptism. 
The best one is Easter because baptism connects us to Jesus' death and resurrection. But we baptize because Jesus was baptized. And baptism connects us to Jesus like nothing else. Jesus' first calling and ours, writes John Stendhal, is not about career or role. It is about the delight of God in this Son and in us. When the voice from heaven calls Jesus beloved, it's a reference to Isaiah 43. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. Jesus' first call is not to do, but to be, to be the beloved, the one in whom God delights, the one who by being the beloved will redefine the meaning of Messiah. Corey will be baptized this morning, and I'm sure that the delight of her parents and her grandparents will be evident at that time. We, we see this whenever a child is baptized, that the parents could echo these words of Jesus, you are mine, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. You are the beloved of God now as well as of us. It's not what the child can do, but it's their being, their existence that makes them beloved. For most Americans, this notion of being as more important than doing is a radical idea. I learned that doing is what really matters and that we're defined by what we do. What do you do for a living is the second question that most of us ask someone we have just met. This motivates us to accomplish great things, but it can be a terrible curse for the infirm or those who are living with a disability or those of us who are just old. If I can't do anything, Am I worth anything? The answer from our baptism is a resounding yes. We are among those whom God calls beloved because we are God's, because we belong to God through baptism, because God has called us by name. As we read in the first lesson, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame will not consume you. Baptism is a one-time event that takes our whole life to accomplish, one commentator has written. Living out our baptismal vocation is not just doing the things that we believe we are called to do, or for which we have special gifts. It's accomplished also in our being the beloved that God has named us in baptism and sharing that great love and blessing. The vocation given in baptism is not the only one, but it is our first and most important vocation, the one from which all others, including those of family and friend, proceed. They are similar in in that these other vocations call us to bless, to love, to encourage, to name others as beloved, the ones with whom we are well pleased. It's clear from scripture 
that family and nurturing relationships are life's most important vocations. It's from family that we learned about relationships, and our relationships strengthen or weaken the social fabric, that network that holds together our churches, our families, cities, workplaces, schools, and culture. And what strengthens them more than anything else is the presence of those who live this first vocation of baptism to pronounce blessing. This is my beloved with whom I am well pleased. To be better than we really are, to become what God calls us to be, which is more than we think is possible. Anyone who's worked with children knows that we can't be blessing all the time, but it has to be the underlying theme, the foundation of our relationship. The rules and God's law are an expression of love because with you I am well pleased is the first and last word, because it is the first word spoken over us by God in baptism. It can be the first and last word that we speak as parents, as grandparents, teachers, friends, neighbors, aunts, and uncles. God has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing so we can bless those around us. When God's law is broken, it takes the perspective of God's lifetime commitment to us, God's promise to forgive and restore that is given in baptism to be able to sustain this desire to bless and acknowledge the other as beloved. Carol says about her parents <clears throat> that they were as close to crazy as you could get without being obvious about it. Her father had unusual rules. You couldn't wash your hair after supper. Her parents were friendly, but they had no friends. They socialized only with family, and they were verbally abusive to Carol's younger brothers. Both brothers were married multiple times and had troubled children. Carol often wondered what saved her. Why didn't she turn out like her brothers, for that matter? For anyone who was ever around her with her grandmother, the answer was obvious. Unlike her brothers, Carol spent significant alone time with her grandmother. And Grandma always had time for Carol and was always interested in what Carol was doing and what she thought. Grandma didn't always approve, but she was accepting and clearly pleased that Carol visited. Being around Carol and her grandmother, one could feel those words from Luke's Gospel, you are mine, the beloved, with you, I am well pleased. You are mine, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. This is what God said to Jesus at his baptism, and it's what God says to us. Being the beloved of God is our first vocation. As God's beloved, we can call others beloved and help them to be better than they really are, to become what God calls us, to be, which is more than we think is possible. We can do that in this community of faith, and in this way we can help parents be parents and children be children and adolescents become adults. We can strengthen the social fabric of our community. 
We are the beloved of God, called to be God's people in Christ because the word of baptism is first of all about the delight of, of God in Christ and in us. This is how God calls us to be more than we think we can be, by loving us eternally. In baptism, we have been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. I have called you by name, God says. You are mine. You are the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. Amen.